Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Schmick, watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schmick. Together we will dive into sometimes deep but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today's movie is Hoosiers. It'll go straight to your heart. That's maybe the worst tagline ever. They needed a second chance to finish first. That might be worse. Neither of those describe the movie. No. They didn't need a second chance. No. You need coach. And better coaching skills. And better players who care more. And to have their heart in it. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Made in 1986, Hoosier stars Gene Hackman as the down-and-out coach Norman Dale, and Barbara Hershey plays the suspicious high school teacher Myra Fleener. Dennis Hopper plays Shooter. He's a basketball genius, but also the town drunk. Chelsea Ross, the guy you love to hate, plays George, the interim coach. Hoosiers was directed by David Anspaugh, his first feature film. He also directed Rudy. I bet Rudy's a little bit better. I think what? I think Rudy's no. a bit better. It can't be because this is the best sports film of all time. Well, I'm pretty sure Rocky's the best sports film of all time. Um, Shh. No. Yes. No. no, there's not even an argument here. Yeah, that's right. It's Hoosiers. No, it's Rocky. <laughs> no, it's clearly Hoosiers. It's Rocky. There's no question. It goes... Hoosiers? No, it goes Rocky, Rudy, then Hoosiers. It goes Hoosiers, Bull Durham, Rocky. I don't want to hear your list anymore. Rocky's not number one, so it's Hoosiers, invalid. Hoosiers, Bull Durham, The Natural, The Hustler, Rocky Three, N- then Rocky. But Hoosiers has the same idea as Rocky, and Rocky was made first. Yeah, but Hoosiers is based on a team from 19... 19- Rocky was made based on a real person, too. From the 70s. So, it's still based on a person who was real. Daddy, we're not even going to have this conversation on the podcast. Rocky is better. Okay, thank you. It's 1951 in a small town in Indiana. (laughs) Didn't you grow up in in a small town in Indiana, too? Yeah. Not in 1951. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Oh, you, you already graduated high school by 1951. I'm sorry. Move along. Former college basketball coach Norman Dale begins. Choach. I said coach. You said coach. I said coach. You said coach. <laughs> Former college basketball coach Norman Dale begins at a new job at Hickory High School. The town folk question his credentials, making him feel unwelcome. Among them, fellow teacher Myra Fleener, who is caring for the star player Jimmy Chitwood. She doesn't want Jimmy to play basketball, as she sees a brighter future for him. At his first practice, Norman finds the team only has seven players. Even so, he doesn't hesitate to dismiss Buddy Walker and Whit Butcher for being disrespectful. He has five remaining players, Loudmouth, Ray Butcher, Everett Flatch, Merrill Webb, Strap Pearl, and the tiny Ollie McLean. Norman focuses on the fundamentals, no shooting. Wood and his dad return to practice to apologize for his behavior. During the first game, Ray disobeys the coach's order to pass the ball four times before shooting. How many times? Four. How many times? Four. 
After the game, Norman asked them to spend the weekend to decide if they want to be on the team under one condition. They must follow his instruction unconditionally. The next morning, Myra's mother, Opal, invites Norman to visit their farm. Although cagey, Myra confesses she got out of Hickory but was forced to return after her father died and her mother got sick. The night before the next game, Shooter, Everett's alcoholic father, drops in to offer Norman some scouting advice on the mites from Cedar Knob. In that game, Norman argues with the referee over an unfair call. Raid comes to his defense by punching an opposing player, and the principal, and Coach Dale's friend, is forced to take over. Later, Norman learns that Cletus suffers from a serious heart condition and has to stop helping him coach. So Norman asks Shooter to get sober and step in as his new assistant. That week, Myra, now the acting principal, informs Norman that the town has proposed a referendum for his dismissal. Myra discovers that Norman was permanently suspended from college coaching for punching one of his own players during a game. Although she intends to disclose the truth at the referendum, she admires his efforts to help Shooter and recommends to keep coach. After the vote, before the votes are counted, Jimmy Chitwood announces he will resume his basketball career if and only if Norman is permitted to continue coaching. Of course, the town agrees to help Coach Dale, and with Jimmy in the lineup, the team starts winning. Shooter finds confidence as a coach and rebuilds his relationship with his son. However, the mounting pressure causes him to relapse. Everett and Norman find Shooter lying unconscious in the snow and take him to the hospital to dry out. During the sectional championships, Ollie is sent as the last man on the bench. Ollie sinks two free throws and wins the game, sending them to state. Hickory is in awe, amazed at the giant arena. The smallest school to ever compete in the Indiana State Championship fights hard against the South Bend Central. With only one second remaining on the clock, Jimmy makes a tie-breaking basket and clinches the title. As the crowd erupts in applause, Norman looks back at the sand to see Myra proudly smiling back. This is really creepy. Because she's like 30 and he's like 51. She's like, the actress is like 38 and he's like 56. Well, she looks younger than 38. Well, that's a very nice compliment. He looks older than 56. (laughs) (laughs) Not a lot of opportunity in that town. The Hickory Tinder is very, very small. (laughs) All right, reviews of the movie. AFI lists this as the 13 most inspiring film. What was it, Rocky? It was below Rocky. That's what I thought. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 89, Popcorn 88, Metacritic 76, which is actually pretty good, and IMDb a 7.5. Each of those is slightly higher than The Karate Kid. Are you surprised by that? Yeah. You think Karate Kid's a better movie? No. No? No. Okay, good, because this is the best sports movie. It's not. It was nominated for two Oscars. Best Supporting Actor for Dennis Hopper and Best Score. Well, Rocky won Best Picture and in a very hard year. And Avatar best... was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, that's because Avatar is a better Titanic one for Best Picture. Need I say more? No. <laughs> Earmuffs. Almost no salty language in this one. There's one S. There's one or two oh gods in that might be seen as blasphemous by by strap. But otherwise that's it. There's one kiss between two consenting adults. Consenting, unlike in Rocky. 
and there's one really drunk guy. So this is where we usually talk about the historical background of the film. But instead of talking about 1986, let's talk about the history of the Indiana basketball tournament. From 1910 through 97, Indiana high school basketball only had one tournament to crown a state champ. It wasn't divided into classes. So a school like this that had 64 boys in it would be playing in a tournament against a school in, from Indianapolis that had 1,500 boys treated at the same level. So generally this meant that the big schools would dominate the tournament. However, you know, like in the NCAA Big Dance, occasionally a small-town school would make a run. In 1954, a small-town team in Millen, Indiana, did win the state championship. Well, this isn't based on the same story as Millen, as they were a really good team. They were 19-2 the year they won, and they were in the Final Four the year before. The idea of a tiny school winning the title did come from that team. I remember growing up in Indiana. It was a big deal. That Millen team actually beat my... Uh, Columbus North Bulldogs in their run. Yeah, did you ever play against Millen? No. By the time I was there, Columbus was a much bigger town. So, we didn't play them anymore. Are you on the basketball team? No. <laughs> why, do you, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> we had a really good basketball team. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, everybody I know was good enough to play probably varsity starter on my Florida basketball high school team, but everybody played basketball yeah. <laughs> in Indiana, and nobody played basketball in Florida. Yeah. So why didn't you play basketball in Florida? Uh, I wrestled instead in the wintertime. Uh, were you good at wrestling? Yeah, I was okay, but... Did you win a lot? I won more than I lost. Yeah, so that was a job. All right, who's the hero of the movie? Coach Dale. Coach Dale? What are his motivations? To not get fired. <laughs> I think you go a little deeper than that. To win? Yeah, he did like winning. To get redemption? Why would he need redemption? Because he punched a kid at his last rally. <laughs> That's a pretty bad thing, isn't it? Yeah. I bet the kid deserved it, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You know, Indiana University had a very fiery basketball coach back in 1986. He was still there and had been for a while. He was, you know, infamous for throwing temper tantrums. And pretty much the last straw was when he choked one of his players. To death? No, no. Like <laughs> no, he grabbed him by the throat and kind of just like, you know, wasn't like choking him he was like pushing him but pushing him by grabbing him here around the around the neck and uh that was pretty much it but uh he was he was quite a guy man people loved him when i was in indiana he was he was as big as tim tebow in indiana as big as tim tebow like in florida like he was that kind of big that was in a different time though with today's social media, he would have been destroyed on social media constantly for throwing chairs or pitching this tantrum or that. So was Coach Dale a good guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was a good guy. Was he? Mm. Yeah. He was kind of a jerk. Yeah, but all coaches are jerks. <laughs> That's not true. Most of them are true. 
I, he didn't really start it, but he didn't take it very well when the townspeople were unwelcoming. Well, of course he wouldn't take it well. Would you take it well? Well, yeah. They're friendly people, but they're being mean to you. Yeah, so you got to kind of win them over. I bet it would have been. I would have gotten really mad, though. Like, if they're like, oh, we don't like change here. I was like, oh, I don't care if you don't like change. It's going to happen, like, my way. Because <laughs> I would have gotten really mad, too. Yeah. But they need a change. Maybe they didn't realize it. Like, uh, when he first sees Myra, she's not very pleasant. No. But he fires right back at her. Yeah. I don't... How do they end up together? I don't like, know. Like, what do they see in each other? Are they the only two available adults <laughs> in the county? That's Because it's the only thing that I could see as being an attraction. She's miserable and seems to hate his guts. Until, like, he shows that he really cares about people, like Shooter and Jimmy, like, leaves Jimmy alone. But still, he's rude to her, too. Yeah. She finds out he punches a kid. He did punch a kid, too. Don't forget about that. Yeah. So is he a good guy? No. I don't really like him. You're backtracking on this already? Yeah. Okay, is he a good guy or is he not a good guy? He's not a good guy. Okay, then. So we should be rooting for Hickory to lose? No, because we like the players. I do like the players. What would you have done differently if you were Coach Dale? Not punch a kid and then still get more money. <laughs> How about during the course of the movie? Not kiss somebody who's 20 years younger than me. 15 <sighs> years younger than me. But I would be nicer to the country folk. Probably wouldn't have hurt if he was a little bit nicer. Yeah. They probably wouldn't have been voting for him to lose his job if he lost the first couple games. But if he were, you know, like friendly... That might be his forever town, too. Because, like, if he gets married to Myra, uh-huh. then they're going to live there forever. You don't think Myra would leave again? No. Till her mama dies? Opal. Opal. She came back because her mom was sick, yeah. but her mom seemed pretty hardy. All old ladies seem hardy. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I'm just going to move on from there. <laughs> All right. My Fair Katie is brought to you this week by Brother Pearl's Travel and Salvation Show. Pack up the babies and grab the old ladies. Everyone goes because everyone knows it's Brother Pearl's show. The gym gets suddenly still, and when you almost bet you could hear yourself sweat, he walks in. Eyes black as coal, and when he lifts his face, every ear in the place is on him. Starting soft and slow like a small earthquake, and when he lets go, half the prairie shakes. It's basketball, Brother Pearl says. Brother Pearl's traveling salvation show. Pack up the babies and grab the old ladies. Everyone goes because everyone knows it's Brother Pearl's show. Now, you got yourself two hands, and when your brother is troubled, you gotta reach out one of your hands for him and pass four times, because that's what the coach says. Hallelujah. And when your heart is troubled, you got to reach out your other hand. Reach it out. Reach it out to the man up there and play some defense. Because that's what fathers love. They love defense. Brother Pearl's Traveling Salvation Show. Pack up the babies and grab the old ladies. Everyone goes because everyone knows it's Brother Pearl's show.
Okay, Katie, what time is it? Daddy don't know. What don't I know this week? In the locker room before the last game, the blackboard has the names of the opposing teammates, but those are the actors' names. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This one's going to surprise you. The scene where Jimmy and Coach Dale are talking and Jimmy's like shooting baskets, it's oh. only in one take. Really? Yeah, and Jimmy, um, the actor for Jimmy, he was he said that he wasn't even paying attention to him. He was just trying to make the shots. <laughs> I told you when we were watching that, like, that he has a sweet stroke. Didn't I say that? Yeah. The movie was named Best Shot in Foreign Countries because people outside of the U.S. wouldn't know what a Hoosier was. I don't know what a Hoosier is. I don't either. <laughs> the announcer at the final game was actually the announcer at the Millen game. Really? Yeah. That's That's pretty cool. That's a pretty good set of four facts. Thank you. So just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. Who's the bad guy in the movie? Tarhoon. (laughs) Ulatik. I love those names. Yeah. I want to get an Ulatik t-shirt. What do you think? Yeah. Hmm. I should do it. Ulatik Athletics Department. That would be a cool shirt. That would be a cool. (laughs) That would be a cool shirt. I don't know who the bad guy is. Yeah. Is there even a bad guy in it? Not really. I mean, I guess you could say George. <laughs> uh, South Bend Central. Terhune. I don't know. There's really not, like, a villain in the movie. It makes it a little bit different, doesn't it? Yeah. Is Coach Dale really the villain? Yes. And it's Jimmy Chitwood. He's the hero. Wait a minute. Remember with Karate Kid, we talked about the hero's journey? How does the hero's journey start out? Yeah, it is totally Jimmy. Jimmy's the hero because you start off like the hero starts in an ordinary place, right? Mm-hmm. Then they get called to the adventure, but then they decline it. Right. And so Jimmy, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't want to go back to basketball. Didn't play basketball, right? Then the hero meets his mentor, mm-hmm. which was Coach Dale. Yeah. Then he, like, accepts the challenge. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Then he meets his foes and, like, goes on the journey. Right. And then ends up winning. Yeah. To be honest, I... I think you got something here. I don't really know if I really like Coach Dale that much. He's not a very likable character. No. He's not an anti-hero. But he's just not my favorite. No, he's not, like, a good guy. No. He's not charming and charismatic either. No. No, I think he's the protagonist of the film, but I think you're—I think you got something. I threw out there's a joke, but I think you're right. Jimmy Chitwood does kind of go through the traditional hero's journey, doesn't he? Yeah. So, um, I want to say that Jimmy Chitwood's the hero, not Coach Dale. Okay, I'll buy that. He's uh—he's not very charismatic either, but he's kind of quiet. Got a sweet stroke, though. Mm-hmm. Way better than, like, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. All right, what about the setting of the movie? I think that the setting was very important to the movie. <laughs> yeah, because it's named after the place. <laughs> <laughs> Could you have made this movie today? Like, set it today? Yeah. Or does it have to be set, like, in the 50s before? I think it should be set in the 50s because there weren't any, like, other... Sports like was basketball more important in the fifties? In Indiana? Yeah. No. 
basketball has been more important than everything. I was going to say except God, but I'm not sure that that's true <laughs> in the 50s, and high school basketball still is. No, I mean like just in America. Oh, in America? Yeah. Oh, no, basketball wasn't that popular in the 50s. Wouldn't have been that popular up until much later. Oh, well, then I guess never mind. It could be made today. But it, I don't think it would have. Because didn't they refer to him as the coach, like, not like the football coach, or like there was just one coach and it was just basketball? Now they would probably have more. There were only 60 boys in the school, so they probably didn't have a football team. Yeah. They probably don't have a golf team or a swim team. You know, my high school in Indiana, when I was there, we won the state championship in swimming. Were you on the swim team? No, I wasn't on the swim team. Are you kidding me? Were you on any teams? Yeah, I was on the wrestling team. Besides the wrestling team. Isn't that enough? No. It's any business. All right, what about the craft work of the movie? What did you think of the filming and cinematography? I thought it was good. The training montages were kind of lame, though. There's only one. We'll get to the montages. I thought that it was pretty, like, straightforward. Yeah, it really was. There weren't very many cool shots, even of the basketball scenes. No. They kind of, like, tried to hide them shooting a little bit. They would, like, show it, the basketball. Like, if somebody, like, when Ollie was shooting, um, they, like, showed on, like, the net, but they didn't show him actually shooting it. <laughs> they saw, they showed the net and then the ball going there. <laughs> One thing that I also liked was that when they were showing the basketball, you could always see the scoreboard. Well, most we get of the to- time. You could see the scoreboard. Okay. When we uh, get to nitpicking, that's a problem because I'm not going to call out every one. I'll just go ahead and skip to that now. But there's a lot of times where the score reverses and changes, um, and the score isn't quite accurate. So that's the problem with having the scoreboard, which is why more sports movies, you don't see the scoreboard when they're filming the action so that they can piece it together without having to do it in order. Yeah. How about the music? What did you think of the music? I didn't really notice the music too much. Again, I thought it was pretty straightforward. It was nominated for an Oscar. But it didn't win the Oscar. Okay. Costume design? I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good, too. Their hair was terrible. Yeah. It looks kind of 80s because their hair is so bad, but I think the clothing was fantastic. Yeah, same. I liked how the cheerleaders, they were wearing, like, Skirts down to their shins, like wearing big sweaters with like H. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, editing? I thought the beginning was too long. I wish that there was more like montages too, <laughs> and better montages. I know you love the montage. You know, uh, you say it was kind of slow. I kind of, I think my favorite like shot of the movie was the beginning. Because it's just the dark sky and Coach Dale's car headlights are coming out of the darkness. And you see him coming out and the sun starts to come up in the next shot. And you see him like coming into daylight as he's coming out of the darkness of his past and moving into his new life as the coach of Hickory. I thought that, that was a little obvious, though. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, do you have any other nitpicks besides the score errors? There's a lot of nitpicks in this movie. I don't really know if it's much of a nitpick or just like an editing mistake, but um, before, I don't even remember what team it was, but there was two extra players, or was there only one extra player? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 
Buddy ends up back on the team. That was going to be an unanswered question I had. Well, how does Buddy end up back on the team after he gets kicked out of practice? He never they never show him come back. But yeah, then he like later at a different game he just shows is up. there. So sometime after the first game he came back. I don't know how that happened. Do you have any other unanswered questions? What is a Hoosier? <laughs> yes. I think that question is still unanswered by all. Can I Google it to see what a Hoosier is? You can always Google it. Oh, all I have to do is what is a H and then it should be. <laughs> a native or a native of Indiana. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Oh, it's a big shot. That's what it must be. Because isn't, isn't that how they translate it for foreign countries? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that actually isn't very descriptive of the movie either. No. Makes me think of Billy Joel. I got another question. What happens to Coach Dale? Do him and Myra get married? Does he stay in town? Does he take a better job? Well, he's already a teacher and a coach. Well, high school coaches tend to be teachers in most places. Really? Yeah, when we found out they weren't teachers here, I was stunned. I thought you had to be. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think they would be a good couple. <laughs> they don't have much choice, apparently. Can you see Myra going out like on a blind date? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sets her up with George. <laughs> you think George is married? Probably. I don't know. All right, the big picture. So what is the meaning of the movie? It's a classic David and Goliath story. It is? And what's the meaning of the David and Goliath story? Brains over athletic ability. And in this context, it would be... Heart over talent. Yeah, I think that works. Does it still have the same meaning today? Yeah. And overall in cinema history, where are you putting this movie? Mm-hmm. Top 50. Top 50 movies? Yeah. In history? Yeah. No top 75 in movie history. Above or below Karate Kid? Well, you already said that. Above or below Rocky 2? Below. Rocky 3? Below. Rocky 4? Below. <laughs> okay. And the Katie goes to the Odessa Steps Award for the best scene. I have three nominees. I've got the first practice scene where he kicks out Wit and Buddy. I like that in that practice scene, they come back, Wit comes back with his dad, and it was like this long montage of practice, and, and he's like, yeah, there's still an seven. hour left. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Okay, the second scene I've got is when he benches Raid, leaving four on the floor. Yeah. And then the third scene I've got is when they win the title. Any nominees? No, the Katie goes to when he benches Raid. Right? It's my favorite scene, maybe in movie history. Well, not quite, yeah. but sports movie history. I'm pretty sure it should be the Rocky Montage. It's a, it's a pretty dad scene, though. Yeah. I mean, dads love that. This goes to 11 award for the most over-the-top moment. I've got three nominees. Myra's suspicion at the beginning. Shooter being drunk. And Shooter being drunk at the other time. Myra's suspicion is 100%. Over Shooter being drunk? Yeah. I don't know why she was being so nosy about it. Yeah, she was so nasty. Yeah, like... And she was surprised when he was nasty back. Yeah, right? Clearly, never, nobody has ever set her straight. 
<laughs> not in the big city up at Wabash College either. All right, the Thomas Mitchell Award, the award for the most delicious side. <laughs> I have several nominees. I got Shooter. I don't even know if he's a side, but I'm going to call him that. I got Raid. He was always talking back, but he did stick up for the coach. Mm-hmm. But he did shoot when he was supposed to pass, so that bothers me. Buddy, because he wanted to go to Tarkin Union anyway, but he ends up back on the team. But Buddy was a good player. I mean, you watch that. Raid could shoot, and obviously Jimmy was, like, the best. But Buddy was getting rebounds. Buddy was getting steals. Yeah. Buddy was a good he player. He was, like, the most important person. Like, Except for Jimmy. Well, yeah, besides Jimmy, of course. And then I got Strap, praying in the locker room. Always, <sighs> always pleasant. Yeah. What do you think? You got any nominees? No. I think the giddy guys do Strap. <laughs> you like Strap? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, it's the pitchers that got small. I have a bunch of nominees here, and some of them are kind of long. And David put his hand in the bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on the head, and he fell to the ground. Amen. That was, of course, Reverend Pearl. These six individuals have made a choice to work, a choice to sacrifice, to put themselves on the line 23 nights for the next four months to represent you, this high school. That kind of commitment and effort deserves and demands your respect. This is your team. That one was good. I like that one. When they're chanting Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. This is the last shot. We got it. We're going to run the picket fence at him. Merle, you're the swing man. Jimmy, you're solo right. Everett, Merle should be open on the other side of that fence. Now, boys, don't get caught watching the paint dry. I love Shooter. Look, mister, there's two kinds of dumb. A uh, guy that gets naked and runs out in the snow and barks at the moon, and uh, a guy who does the same thing in my living room. The first one don't matter. The second one you kind of forced to deal with. The second guy, that guy, he had really bad teeth, didn't he? <laughs> Was that like a, like... That's part of his character. I mean, no, I mean, like, that that guy. They weren't that bad. You haven't seen Tiger King. <laughs> you won't watch Tiger King. Brother? What? Is that the guy who says brother all the time? Hulk Hogan? Yeah. No, Tiger King. There's like this guy in Tiger King who has like one tooth here and like three teeth here and that's it. Okay, and the last one? My team's on the floor. You got any other nominees? No. What's your favorite? My team's on the floor. I love that. This. That is good stuff, man. If that movie ever comes on, I'll watch it until at least that scene. Yeah. I can catch it because I want to see him leave four guys on the floor. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So who's the winner of the movie? Jimmy. Jimmy. Why Jimmy? I don't know because he got to play basketball again. Because he wanted to play basketball again, not because he had to. Oh, that's good. All right, half a dozen eggs. Zero to 12, our best montage. We got a couple. There's the practice montage in the beginning. What do you think? That one was not good. It didn't, it wasn't, it was okay, but. Didn't really show like passage of time. No, so... it was an hour. Yeah. And it didn't really show them getting better either. It just showed them tired. Working. Maybe it doesn't even qualify as one of our montages. You want to go ahead and rate it though? How many eggs? Two. Two eggs. Okay. The next montage was the run through the basketball tournament later in the season and the end of the tournament. What did you think of that one? I like that one. How many How many eggs you give that? A six, I guess. Okay. 
Want to have a catch? Cryability? Zero. Zero? Yeah. You don't well up with tears a little bit when they hit the final shot? No. Okay. Do you? I think when he says, my team's on the floor, I kind of well up with a little bit of dad pride, like, yeah, they're going to learn a real lesson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Should this movie be remade? No. No. It's perfect already. It's perfect. Well, no, I take that back. It's good. It doesn't need to be remade already because why why remake it if there's already a really good one out, you know? The only thing that could be better to make it less dated looking would be to fix their hair. Yeah. Maybe they could just CGI like buzz cuts on all the guys. <laughs> Gene Hackman, I bet Gene Hackman didn't want a buzz cut because he was already going, he was going bald. He probably didn't want to like, look, I'm not going less hair, so you're just out of luck. <laughs> what do you think? Could it be remade? Yeah, I guess it could. I don't know how good it would be, though. What changes would you make? I would make Myra and um, Coach Dale, like, a little bit nicer to each other. Because <laughs> yeah. if they're going to, like, kiss and, like, date, then yeah, they need to be nicer to each other. You want to see why they even like each other? Yeah. Besides being, you know, the proximity being the only attraction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who would Chris Pratt play in this movie? Jimmy. No, Chris Pratt's too, like, funny and nice to play Jimmy. The guy who talks back. Raid? Raid, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think Raid would be a good role. A young yeah. Chris Pratt. All right. <gasps> if they do remake it, Sylvester Stallone should be Coach Dale, though. You think he'd make a good coach? Yeah. Well, I guess he coaches Creed. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not, if they're going to remake it and Sylvester Stallone's not Coach Dale, then I'm not watching it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, that's a wrap. Brief takeaways from the movie. Obviously, I think it's the best sports movie of all time. I contend that for a long time. I think Rocky's close, but not quite there. The sports play in Rocky is just too tough for me. They just don't have any defense, and dads like defense. So, sorry. I can't put it number one just for that reason. Hoosiers, they play serious defense. They're scoring 30 points in a game. That's defense. Dads love that nonsense. So Hoosiers, to me, best sports movie of all time. What's your brief takeaway? That is definitely not as good as Rocky, but it's a pretty good movie, and it like it's a good feel-good movie, too, so I liked it. So do you recommend it? Yeah. To whom? If you're an athlete, you should watch it. In a small town in Indiana, you should watch it. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Nobody else should watch it. No, movie. I'm just kidding. I think that a lot of Everybody should watch it. Everybody. You yeah. recommend it for everybody? I think everybody should only watch sports movies. <laughs> All right. Say so that's a wrap, Katie. That's a wrap, Katie. <laughs> this episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Schimmick. A special thanks for our music to Marty Chardy Esquire, the best IP lawyer on this side of the Hudson.